you've closed that big new deal. Think you're done? Not so fast. You still have to work your customer to keep your customer. Somebody else is marketing to them. You should too. You're listening to Podnuts Pro, your podcast for IT business support. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Podnuts Pro. I am your host, Marvin B., coming at you live from Fort Lauderdale. And you can tell that it was live by the snafu at the beginning of this podcast, if you are watching live, thank you everyone for joining us. And I see that roll call should begin in the chat. Sean is there and we got some others joining in. We'll say hello to you as the night goes along. We are recording this Wednesday night, August 25th from again, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where right now the temperature is 85 degrees with a real feel of 86 and rain is on the way. So we're going to have ourselves a nice little evening tonight. My guest coming up in just a couple of minutes, Mr. Ramey Bell from Tech Reputation. And it is going to be a very good evening. We are going to talk about how to market to your customers after the sale. And I think that you will find this a very good conversation. Before we get started, let me talk about a couple of quick housekeeping things. TechCon Unplugged 2021 will be happening this September. I actually had to chastise Ramey and another gentleman for having a little bit of a feud about how much swag we'll be giving out at uh, the upcoming conference. But this uh, September 17th through the 19th in Chicago, you will want to go and Get your ticket over at techconunplugged.com. It is a great conference put on by our friends over at MSP Unplugged, Jeff, John, and Paco. And it is basically a conference for techs, by techs. There will be some vendors there, but it is going to be a great time where you are going to get some great tips and comments and presentations by other techs as well as the vendors. There's going to be food given to you as part of the conference price for $199, folks. You're not going to find that in a lot of other places. The conference and the food are included. Now, you need to worry about getting there yourself, but from the time that you're there to the time that you leave, you'll be taken care of. There's actually an extra session that has been added on Friday afternoon. If you get in early, the Microsoft 365 Boot Camp, so that is still available. And uh, there will be some great, great sessions. So, again, techconunplugged.com. Head over there and get your tickets. And let me see. Let's go ahead and do this. I will do a shameless pug for podnutspro.com. And the reason I'm going to do that is because you have one week left to head over and sign up for the Summer Tech Series giveaway. I did a show a week ago, uh, two shows ago, I don't remember what number it is, 349 or 350 or something, where I talked about the different prizes that will be given. Uh, we have as a grand prize, our good friend at NetAlly is providing us with a 
Link Sprinter Pro, uh, one of the best frontline networking tools out there. So you'll want to head over to podnutspro.com slash STS, as in Summer Tech Series. All you have to do is sign up, your name and email address, and you're in. Now, there's a couple of other questions you can ask, you can answer, and help us improve the show, but those are not required for you to be a part of the contest. Your name and email address. So the Link Sprinter Pro, there's a couple of Amazon gift cards uh, for $50 presented by our good friends over at Pulsar 360. ASCII is giving away two signed copies of Alan Weinberger's book, The Doctor's In, and I believe there is one more secret prize that is on route to my office. As soon as I find out what it is, I will let you know. But that is happening next week. And it will be all done during a live show. September 1st at 8 p.m. We will do the presentations live. No, you do not have to be present to win. It would be nice, but you don't have to be. And let's see. That is going to do it. So why don't we go ahead and bring in our guest and we'll get on with the show. As I mentioned, Ramey Bell from Tech Reputation. Ramey, how are you? Doing fantastic. Marvin on the West Coast, how are you? Fantastic or fantastic? Either or is fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now that you mentioned it, it could be fantastic, huh? Could be fantastic. All right. So for those that do not know, Ramey has over 25 years of experience in our industry. Um, he's got 10 years in the printing industry that I did not know about, uh, working with an MSP, you are a, I don't understand. What is a hallway tech at Microsoft? Um, basically, as it sounds, you just roam the halls helping out developers. Actually working with developers at NT4. Okay. So if they had a hard drive die, you're grabbing parts and replacing drives and getting them back up and going again. They were programmers, but they couldn't fix nothing. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. And currently... You are working with Matt Rodella. You are both co-founders of Tech Marketing Engine, an agency that basically helps IT businesses and MSPs uh, improve their marketing efforts. Yep. We've been working together for two years now. And the last time that I was on your show, I don't know if you remember, but it was at TechCon, TechCon Unplugged in 2019. That is right. And you, and you had the podcast suite there. <laughs> <laughs> that everybody was calling it and you had Matt and I on and that was the f first public time that we showed uh, our company off to the to the community that was right breaking news on Podnuts Pro the big announcement right. uh, almost I guess you could call it the ribbon cutting <laughs> there yeah. at the conference yeah All exactly right. okay. that was a fun time I'm looking forward to the next one here next month that's right next month we will all be there and uh you heard me from the green room talk about uh, chastising you and uh, Mike on uh, your uh, your little feud you had last night on the Facebook. Mike Sladowski, yeah, he's he's pretty into his swag, and I wanted to tell him he's got some competition this year. So yeah, but we'll probably get together at the end and All right. exchange, exchange stuff, exchange. make nice, yeah. shake hands, shake hands, and hug all it out. Stuff. Yeah, couple of bros, right? <laughs> 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 it's been pretty funny. It's, it kind of jumped from one group to another. So our little feud. So we're getting some free publicity out of it. 
All right. Well, before we get into the content here, let us go ahead and do our news segment. So we are going to go in the news. So one of the things that I'm sure people have been wondering about is when is inventory levels going to get back to normal? And the reason that we are thinking that is that PC demand is expected to remain strong this year. Digital Trends has reported that according to the numbers from their International Data Corporation, PC shipments worldwide are expected to keep growing throughout this year before the numbers inevitably drop in 2022. The IDC predicts a growth of 14.2% in PC devices and component shipments, which is roughly $347 million this year. So, folks... You are not going to get out of the hardware business anytime soon. So it's easy to see why the demand for PC and PC-based devices are expected to remain strong. Aside from gaming consoles, desktops, laptops, and tablets served as people's sole companions during the pandemic. They weren't able to see their loved ones in person and thus had to rely on video and chat messaging to keep up. So that is going to be... A continued thing. And I guess I should have asked you before I started, uh, Ramey, story number one or story number two for Florida Man? Uh, let's go with two. Everybody picks one. Oh, okay. So number two, the title is Florida Man Kills Aunt Because She Asked Him to Move Out. Hmm. So an elderly Florida woman was found dead after a house fire in Daytona Beach over the weekend. She was the landlord and aunt of the man arrested and charged with her her murder. Viola Miller, age 70, had told the suspect, 33-year-old DeAndre Anderson, to move out because she was afraid of him. A witness who lived at the home corroborated her story to the Daytona Beach police. Police had been called to the scene because of a domestic violence situation, and as previously reported, But when they arrived, the news journal said they saw smoke coming from the house and they had to force open the door as it burst into flames. Police wrote in their report that the initial 911 call indicated a mentally challenged person was attacking Miller in her home. Miller's home had surveillance cameras and Anderson was seen walking from the home. He has been charged with first degree murder. Anderson's mother told police at the time that her son had schizophrenia and bipolar disorder and hallucinated if he wasn't taking his medicine. So we shall see soon as he is due in court to defend himself. So that's the Florida story you picked. The Florida story that you did not pick, Florida man arrested after trying to steal Snickers bar at knife point. Oh, man, I picked it up on one. (laughs) (laughs) See, sometimes it's good to go with number one. All right. And, oh, in the chat, I see, uh, oh, Mr. Bull is in. And Mr. Wise is in. And looks like we've got some other people that haven't uh, commented anything. That's another thing with StreamYard. You asked me how I liked it. I can't see who's in the chats. So that's probably the other one thing I would love for StreamYards to do is to... Allow us to see who's here. So, all right. So on to our topic. 
So you heard my intro where we talked about a lot of people think that once they get the client, that's it. They're done. And if you go on Facebook and look at the groups a lot of times, people that are asking questions about what to do with competition and all of that stuff, you always hear their comment, just do a good job. Your customers will see that. That's not always the case, is it? No, you've really got to defend your customer because guess what? You know, competitors of MB Systems are knocking on doors, sending out information to try to get that customer away from you. Right. And so the best uh, defense against that, among other things, is to go on the offense with a lot of tactics. And some of them will talk about uh, tonight that can help you ward off those uh, pesky competitors. All right. So we're going to uh, reference a couple of things here. One is a book that I purchased a long, long time ago, a book called Customers for Life by Carl Sewell and Paul Brown with the subcaption of how to turn that one-time buyer into a lifetime customer. And that's probably the best philosophy that I took when I started getting clients was that I didn't want to have to go out and fight to get new customers all the time. I wanted to keep the ones I had. And as I started to add managed services to my practice, it was easier just to keep adding on services. But of course I had to woo them and market them to get them to do the new services. So we'll, we'll reference that tonight. And then we'll also reference an article that you guys did back in April uh, in your tech reputation blog titled, are you really listening to your customers? And that was published on April 28th, 2021. So let's see here. I want to ask you to kind of go through that. So why don't we start Ramey with you telling us uh, what's a good place to start when you, you know, envision the concept of marketing after the sale? Well, if you've been in the marketing group for Tech Marketing Engine, at any point you've heard me talk endlessly about thank you cards. Mm -hmm. And um, for several reasons, one of which is a, a quote that I'd like to read really quick. It's very short. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel. And that's by Maya Angelou. So with that in mind, um, thank you cards really show your customer that you appreciate them as a, as a customer. Um, it's them to refer more customers to you. There's just many benefits. I wanted to give rather than preach about it, uh, teach by some examples of how thank you cards have helped. Uh, Joe Girard is the uh, record holder for selling 1,425 used cars in one year. And he did that by thank you cards. He even went beyond that by staying in touch cards and not just by the holiday times, but just throughout the year. And that's how he was able to do it. When I worked for the uh, MSP as a sales and marketing director, the owner of the M MSP was at a previous job early in his career. He sold women's shoes at a department store, uh, a popular one, a large one here in Seattle. And 
he would send thank you cards to every customer, every woman that purchased shoes from him. And what would happen is he'd get a long line of women coming back for more shoes, standing behind him, waiting for him to help them rather than the other two or three salespeople that had their hands in their pockets because they had no customers. So his, his uh, um, use of thank you cards paid off in sales and uh, referrals. My personal example of using thank you cards is um, when I had my break fix shop for seven years, I used it to thank customers. I had my wife do that for me. So I was pretty spoiled to have that help. And uh, she uh, did those, and I knew it was working when customers would walk in the door and pop their head in and say, thank you for the card. Thank you for the thank you card. And that went on for years, and the thank you card uh, practice elevated everything else I did in marketing. My primary marketing tactics were thank you cards and newsletters. And not only did it increase my sales, it increased my referrals. It started off a residential MSP plan that I started that all paid off for me in spades. Now, when you're talking about the thank you cards, obviously the first one after you get the sale is a big one, but you're talking about kind of a campaign of saying thank you even years down the road, right? Yeah. Like a good example on the MSP program, if they were paying annually, we would send them a thank you card saying thank you for signing up again, those type of things. Mm -hmm. So we weren't sending thank you cards out just to send them. Um, We had, you know, good reason to to send them out. I was going to ask, is there ever a time where maybe it's too much to send out? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. And there was was times we sent out thank you cards when, you know, people came in and just bought a few parts, but it worked. But you're right, there is, you you know, you can't send too many. What about other situations? I know that one of the things that my wife likes to do is when we hear of situations, for instance, we had a customer who just had surgery a few weeks ago, and it was, it wasn't COVID-related, it was a cancer-related surgery, but we Mm -hmm. made sure to send, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't even know what she sent. I assume that it was flowers and fruit and something like that. But we definitely got two calls, one from him and one from his secretary thanking us for doing that. And this is somebody that has been our customer since 1998. Wow. That's amazing. So um, we did that. And, oh, we also, so this (laughs) So here's the thing. This is something, this is the second time we did this for him. We actually did it maybe last year or the year before. His son was just going off to college, uh, Florida State University. Now, that doesn't taint the story in the sense that he went to Florida State, but something happened where his laptop broke, and they just needed a temporary one for a couple of weeks, and so we let him borrow one of ours. And uh, they loved it for that. And then when this gentleman was going into the hospital for his surgery, he needed something during his recovery that he wanted to be able to watch TV or you know Netflix and all of that stuff. And we let him borrow that same laptop again. So that uh, we got a nice thank you for all of that. Sometimes it's just the little things that matter. Yeah. And when they're not expected, and 
one of the reasons I like using thank you cards, besides the positive benefits, is, is that none of your competitors are doing it. <clears throat> they either don't have time or don't see the benefits of doing so. Right. All right. So now a question that I had when it comes to this, one of the things that companies like to do after they do a sale or after a service call is they send out those surveys. How did we do? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always, it seems sometimes a little impersonal, but I'm sure there's got to be a way to do it and actually make the customer feel good about it. What do you think about those? Well, um, one of the things we're going to talk about is reviews. Um, a lot of it comes down to how you phrase the email and so forth. If you make it just sound plain and uncaring, can can speak volumes. Um, the software that, w- that we use, all, everything's customizable, so you can make it sound just like you were talking and expressing yourself and expressing the reasons why you want the review. So no dear customer. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so what are some of the best practices for, for getting reviews? Well, automating is probably the, the, the best one. And we tie into Repair Shopper and Synchro. So when you close a ticket, um, unless we're filtering it, that goes out right away, that request for review. Okay. And we send, we send a, you know, space to part of an email and a text message. Because some people are already on their phone and text message actually works a lot better in, in studies as far as response rates. Okay. Now, is that every ticket or every X number of tickets or how does that work? It's every ticket. Um, some of our customers will have a, a filter saying don't send a, a review for wh- whatever reason. They were unreasonable or you know didn't follow the program or just wasn't a nice customer. Um, no, I forgot the question. <laughs> well, you were talking about sending out the uh, reviews after a ticket. And I asked if it was every ticket or. Oh, it, it's it's up to the you know shop owner. You know you you don't want to send a, a request if they come in the next month, right? And we can set it out to six months or nine months or a year, whatever you want. Okay, can you? So you can kind of space yeah. them out. Good. Yeah. Because that's I think that's probably. One of my biggest peeves is that, you know, for, you know, for, from my perspective, you know, an ISP that I have to deal with all the time, you know, every time I make a, you know, a call in for a ticket, every single ticket, I get that email. How do we do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, every now and then, especially if it's a, oh, now here's a question. Is there a way to do a, and if there isn't, you can tell me I'm, dreaming but for instance the longer a ticket goes you know if the tickets you know close within five minutes then there's no need to send out a review but if a ticket takes you know more than an hour they need to get a review or two days or something like that did did they have those types of triggers in them um i would say no i would say more it'd be more of a checkbox either send it or don't okay yeah is the easiest way to do it i'm sure there's probably some program programming that could be done. We use Zapier for, you know, the integration and I'm sure there's a way to do that in there, but we haven't done it. All right. Maybe we can work on that and make some money. 
There you go. Now that you've told everybody. <laughs> Especially since Zapier seems to <laughs> well, figure something out. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, so reviews are big, obviously. Um, in your research, how big are reviews for the companies in our industry? Um, I have a couple of statistics, and these are not stats on Amazon shopping consumer. These are business to business. Okay. So these should really sink down. 97% of people read reviews of local businesses. When searching for a local business, 60% of customers check uh, Google My Business first. That's very interesting. Google My Business, if we can take a, a, a stop here for a second. Okay. It's the modern-day version of a full-page ad in the yellow pages. It's got everything that you can imagine about your business. And the more effort you put into it, the more you get out. And it's surprising how many uh, IT companies you know, take advantage of that. And what I mean by effort, um, uploading photos, um, changing the business hours when there's holidays. Uh, let's see what else. There's you can actually put posts on 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 Google My Business. So different tips about cybersecurity, anything like that that you've not posted on your own site. So sixty um, percent is a pretty large number for Google My Business. And what that means is actually going to the Google Maps rather than going to Google Search. That's the difference. Okay. So it's a pretty high number. Now, I know that Google My Business technically is free, but yes. to, do a, to do a lot of these things, is there a paid uh, level in, in order to do some of that? Not at this time, no. Okay. So free stuff you can do. Yeah. Yeah, when I said full-page yellow pages ad, I meant a free one. <laughs> yeah, but the yellow pages were a lot of money back in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and that was 60% you said check Google My Business first. Right. Nice. 92% of business-to-business -business customers are more likely to buy after reading a trusted review. And then I made this stat up. 100% of your business reviews have a direct impact on your bottom line, <clears throat> which is actually true because of the amount of information you can learn uh, from your reviews. And I have a special tip for you. If you're going to implement reviews and, and thank you cards, just send your thank you card first and wait a couple of days and send your review request. And this is proven to increase the chances of getting a five-star review. Okay, nice. Talking about uh, knowing your customers, there was an example I heard on a podcast, marketing podcast, for a tree cutting service, and they kept getting reviews back with comments like, arrived on time, never late, always cleaned up after themselves quickly. And they kept hearing it over and over and over and over. So what they did is they turned that into their unique selling proposition for sales and marketing. Uh, redid their trucks, and all of that based upon the reviews that they were getting from their customers. So their customers drove their marketing message from that point on. That's good. And that was all organic. That wasn't them, you know, kind of, you know, baiting the customers with what to say? No, no. This was just regular reviews, mm. what, the, what they said, yeah. 
And a tree, you said it was a tree cutting service? Yeah, trimming. Tree trimming, always on time. Yeah, I wish that were said of all of us in the in the tech world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is a big thing. There's, I mean, I mean, I don't, I, I can't, I don't have a big number, but I know that there have been a couple of times where customers have said that, you know, we like you already. You showed up, and you showed up on time. I mean, that was a big thing for a couple of customers. Um, you know where. I guess we have a reputation in our industry of texts, you know, not showing up, not calling back and then say, Oh, we're, we're busy too busy to get a new customer. Exactly. And that's a company culture thing. It starts at the top. Yeah. Really. The training your text so forth to really treat, make sure that they treat the customer as they would want to be treated. All right. So it looks like you've got a, endorsement already so sean in the chat uh has said that uh tme which is uh tech, your company, marketing tech marketing engine has my blogs automated to push to various social platforms including google my biz so obviously i haven't looked at google my biz lately i mean i have i do look at it from time to time but because I don't do appointments, I don't have hours on my site. I make sure the address mm-hmm. is correct and the number and all that stuff. But how do you have blogs and stuff going to the Google My Biz? It's, a, it's another distribution point. So we distribute the blog posts to Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. And Google My Biz is just another point of placement where we can send it. Hmm. So is that the thing now where everybody, when they Google your name, all that stuff that pops up on the right-hand side of the screen, so, you know, you see the picture, you see the map, and then you see all of the other stuff there. Um, yes. The reviews, there's a, I know that there's a section and I haven't figured out, I probably should ask you guys something, you know, where it says update your customers. So is that type of thing where you can push those updates there into that area? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, yeah and they're they're um, coming out with some new stuff too. That they they're really putting a lot of attention into Google My Business. They're going to have a a feature where you can actually chat with your customer via phone, and that's in beta right now. So that will be a huge addition. All right. So I'm looking at mine. So of course they've got. So this is a, so they've got my mailbox address. That's been my address for. 20 plus years, even though we have a physical office that we haven't updated, but appointment required, mask required, temperature check, (laughs) all that stuff is in there. And of course it keeps, you know, telling me to add your business hours add an appointment link. So we'll do all that. All right. I'm going to have to pay a little bit more attention to that, which is actually good because Google has stopped calling me, asking me to update my listing. Oh, all those nice calls (laughs) offering. You didn't jump on that. No, I did not. <laughs> All right. So we've uh, thanked the customer. We've put a little system together to send them out thank you cards, uh, either on an annual basis or, or some sort of deal with the ticketing system. We make sure that we manage reviews properly. So what's the next thing that we want to do to market to our customer after the sale? Well, these uh, two tactics we talk about can both help with setting up a referral marketing system. I mean, system for your business, because 
if you don't have a system, then you can't carry out the tactics of what you're trying to accomplish. So um, some of the tactics that you can use with a, a, a referral marketing system um, is educating your customers on what a qualified review is. And that's can be a tough thing to do. You can do it in several ways. You can do it in your newsletter, postcard mailing, a flyer maybe with a checklist. The key is to do it repeatedly throughout the year so that they don't, you know, forget about you. They remember, oh yeah, this is, this would be a good customer refer to Marvin if you're taking customers. Well, I am. <laughs> let me let me ask real quick, and this is just to play devil's advocate, but have we overloaded our customers with newsletters, especially email newsletters? I mean, our our inboxes are so full. That's a good question. And what I've been recommending to customers is, you know, there's something that's quite empty right now, and that's mailboxes. If you want to get your message read, that's a good way to do it. You mean physical mailboxes? Mm-hmm. Okay. They're a lot less full than your inbox. And a lot of companies are having good success with it, with those especially postcards because you don't have to open the uh, envelope. Okay. So physical postcard mailings. Good. Um, another reason to use a postcard mailing is there's services out there that will mail your postcard and then start showing ads related to that postcard with similar, similar uh, messaging on sites around the, the internet. So they're seeing your message in two places. Like, like a social media focused ad? Like when you see an ad fully follow you around the internet, those type of ads. Like when Facebook is listening, that sort of thing? Yeah. Well, no, no not so much that. Um, if if you've gone to a, a vendor site and you start seeing their ad on Facebook or LinkedIn after you've visited their site, it's similar to that. Okay. So that's not Facebook listening. That's targeted, no. targeted ads. Okay. Yes. So they put the, put new top technology and married it with physical postcards is what they've done. All right. And that's stuff that we can utilize. Mm-hmm. All right. I was going to ask if it costs a lot of money, but I have to assume no, that there's all different. And for what you get is, I don't know the exact pricing offhand, but for what you get and the amount of exposure you get, it's pretty, pretty fair. And the return on investment is pretty good too. Okay. Especially if you send, especially if you send multiple cards. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I interrupted your referral marketing system and I was actually looking at, uh, we had uh, Ben. Hello there. I see that. You say you never catch a live episode, but yet here you are. So welcome, Ben, into the chat there. Um, all right, Ramey, back on to the referral marketing system. So we want to tell our customers what a good referral is, um, but how do we put that system together to help them besides, you know, our newsletters and stuff? It's got to be in some sort of written form, um, something they can take away, something they can – refer to and help them remember. So I think that, like I said already, the, the newsletter, whether it's physical or through email is 
probably the best way to do that. All right. And we can go into a super long discussion about, you know, rewarding referrals, you know, whether you do that or not. But, um, you know, that's kind of up to the individual owner and what they want to do. Um, but making it a big deal is, is, is something to think about. So I can answer that a little bit. So I used to reward clients, but I kind of don't anymore. <laughs> Just because <laughs> there's so many ways that we're discounting stuff for them already, especially now that we have turned to a managed services format. So they're, they're automatically, if they're on managed services, getting a discount on the rate if we have to go on site. Um, all of the stuff that we're doing, we're still doing all of our stuff at the end of the year where we give away mugs and, you know, kind of MB system swag to customers. And it's, it's usually tailored to the business. We, we had one customer that they had the swipe cards to get in and out of their building. And people were always looking for those little um, badge reels and stuff. So we gave oh, yeah. them, we gave them badge reels one year and, and, you know, made enough for all of their, all of their employees to get at least two or three so that throughout the year, if one broke, there was, you know, the HR person already had a box that they can just go out and pull another one and, and uh, people would ask for stuff like that. So, um, that was our kind of reward system. So I guess that's a question we can ask to the chat and see if anybody else, you know, has, you know, if you've rewarded your customers, but a question just came in, um, from, uh, Mr. Webb and he asked, have you ever tried that geofencing advertising? Curious if it's worth it. And that's uh, directed to you. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, is that where it's like neighborhood focused? I think so. I've, you know, I, I never looked into it because I thought it was something I didn't really want to do. We, Again, I don't have my business location is not in an area where there's walk walking traffic. Uh, we are we're on a it's a it's a business road, but it's kind of an industrial road. And then we also back up to a residential neighborhood, which is why I'm a thousand feet from my house. Um, we get a ton of people that go back and forth. But I'm thinking that's not how I want to grab my customer. That's how I saw geofencing is when you walked by a store that your ads would start popping up for people. Now, if I'm wrong, Mr. Webb, let us know. But um, that was my understanding of geofencing. Of course, we can go to Google and find out. Yeah, I think it is more, you know, downtown stores, that kind of thing. Well, a geofence is a virtual perimeter for a real-world geographic area. Geofencing is a location-based service in which an app or other software uses GPS, RFID, Wi-Fi, or cellular data to trigger a pre-programmed action when a mobile device or RFID tag enters or exits a virtual boundary. Okay. So there we go. So you've not done that. No. All right. When I, I had my when I had my shop, I don't even think it was available. I got to imagine that that's really more of a retail. I mean, if you've got yeah. a retail shop, I could see it, you know, really coming in. <laughs> Chris responds, "I have no idea. I just keep I just keep getting asked about it." 
<laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> uh, and uh, meanwhile, Tom Bull gives you another uh, high mark rating. We get about three to five jobs per month from the newsletter that Ramey's team sends to our customers. So there you go. Accolades. Yeah, I invited all our favorite customers tonight. Thank you, guys. <laughs> all right. Appreciate it. So the concept of marketing to your customer after the sale. So obviously we don't want to, we don't want to make it look like marketing. Like we don't want to make it look like we're trying to, you know, squeeze more out of them, but obviously we have to do it. Other people are doing it. And the reason I put that in the tag and starting the show is, you know, they're getting, you know, newsletters, emails, postcards from our competition, you Mm -hmm. know, saying that, you know, Hey, let us, you know, let us come in and evaluate your network and see if you're protected and we'll give you a good deal. And have you thought about cybersecurity for your business? So they're already getting hammered. And yeah. it makes sense that from our perspective, we need to be ahead of that by letting them know that, listen, we're going to take care of you in all of those areas. We're going to make sure that you're not overpaying, but you're going to obviously pay a fair price. For the services that you're getting, you're going to, you know, get the cybersecurity that you need. We're going to stay up to date on the latest features. So when you get those emails from those other companies, you know, they're going to try to market the same thing to you that we're already doing. Exactly right. Unless they try to undercut our price. (laughs) All right. And let's see. Looking, I'm trying to find that statistic you sent me. You talked about the 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 benefits of marketing to your existing customers over a new customer. Yeah, probability of selling to an existing cu- customer is sixty to seventy percent, and then the probability of selling to a brand new customer is between five and twenty percent. And so that's why all these things that we're talking about tonight, you know, fit into the existing customer and really marketing to them after the sales has its, you know, a lot of good benefits, obviously. All right. So obviously easier to sell to an existing than to go out and pound pavement for the new. And what is this thing called the database reactivation technique? This is where we take um, any database or Excel um, list of names of customers, good and bad, um, you haven't touched in a long time, putting them all together in one database file, cleaning up the email addresses to make sure they're not, you know, old or have changed, and then remarketing to them, but inviting them to a special offer, uh, just inviting them to join your newsletter again. Um that's something that a lot of businesses forget about. They'll have a database of customers that they've collected over the years and they haven't done anything with them for a long time. So you're talking about if somebody opts out of a newsletter, maybe revisiting them the following year and saying, Hey, we've got some new stuff. Do you want to you know, jump back in? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the other thing that's, uh, I just lost my thought, but, um, Oh, a lot of those customers that you may, you may have lost to, to the competition to see how things are going, you could segment that list too and make different offers. 
Mm. That's interesting. So a customer that you know that you lost to the competition have a special campaign for them to get yes. them back. Yes. All right. And it's really important to clean that list for emails so that so there's a lot of emails that have changed or old or you know, not being used anymore. You don't want to send a whole bunch of bounces out. Otherwise, your reputation for sending email will go down. So when we talk about list management, which is kind of what you're talking about, how often does that stuff need to be looked at? Is it monthly or every mailing that you want to make sure that you, you know, look at the responses and clean it up? Think of the, the data uh, base reactivation as catching you up to, to today. Uh-huh. And then, and then you can use segmentation in your email list moving forward. So each month you're keeping score. All right. Now let me go back to the beginning of how do you, get that list. I know that a lot of times getting the list is it's the hardest part. Right. And, you know, outside of, you know, you can kind of get, you know, get names from customers and referrals and things like that. But, you know, do you guys go out and find services that will get, you know, the targeted list of businesses or residents in your, you know, zip code with certain demographics and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, you can you can really drill down to you know if it's a business or not, if it's a household, uh, married, you know, single, all that stuff. You can just like Facebook, you can do that with with mailing lists. All right, all right, and then you go ahead. I was just going to say that would be we were talking about postcard mailing in general, and that would just be an added cost to the, the project. Okay. You're purchasing the per, by per name basis. You know what? Going back to that postcard deal. So I know that there were services a few years back that they were pitched to uh, HR departments. So a couple of my large law firms, they were looking into these automated sites that they would up upload their prospect list, they would upload their employees and those companies would send out all of the, you know, birthdays and holidays and, um, you know, for prospects, they would have campaigns that they would send out based around certain times of the year or certain events, conferences um, for the law firms. It would be, you know, legal announcements and stuff like that. So are those types of services, I don't want to, Legit's not the word I'm looking for, but are they good in a sense of trying to use those as part of a, you know, marketing campaign, staying in touch with your customers, things like that? There's, yeah, there's hundreds of uh, companies that do that. Just, you know, you give them the list and they take it from there. Okay. Um, Being legit. Yeah, it's legit. (laughs) <laughs> legit wasn't the, I wasn't legit wasn't the right word, but it was. I mean, effective. I guess was the word I was looking at in terms of, you know, because I mean, you know, if a customer knows that they're getting something that's automated, do they look at it any differently than if it seemed random? I don't know. the The, the new services are making it so you can hardly tell this. Okay, you know, not real hand, handwriting even. They're using robots to, to write the cards. 
then you can use an API and just send a card out to every job. There's no reason why we couldn't do that at the end of the sequence of events in our business to send a thank you card out for you to your to your client with your pre-messaging on it. All right. Sorry, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I'm just... No, that's okay. All this new technology talk. <laughs> <laughs> All this fanciness. Yeah. All right. So are there some things that we maybe missed that you wanted to bring up and remind people of things that they should be doing? Um, yeah, there was a couple I thought of uh, this morning. Uh, one is um, trying to get case studies of your customers is a fantastic way of having a marketing piece to give to your uh, prospects. And that's something that can be included in a newsletter or it could be mailed as a postcard. I feel like I should start a postcard company. Um, See, there's, there's money to be made. <laughs> so yeah, um, there's, they're so powerful, especially if the prospect has a real similar problem that the case study brings out. Okay. And it doesn't have to be, you know, two pages long. It could just be a single sided page. It's simple to read bullet points and um, something you can hand out on your sales calls. All right. Okay. Any questions you have for me? I promised I wouldn't refer to you as no marketing Marv. <laughs> but I saved that's the end. But, you know, at the same point, at the same time, you should have a lot. We should have a lot of respect for your business and how you've been able to grow it without using all these tactics that, you know, cost a lot of money and you've probably been able to use it to, to gain other customers. Well, I'm going to say that I've been lucky. I mean, it has been, I mean, of course I did go through and, you know, the customers for life book. There's a couple of other books that were, you know, consulting. And, you know, I think there's one called, client once clients forever or something like that. And those, and those mm-hmm. were the approaches that I took. And it was, it was more about building the relationship over time and nurturing the relationship and making them feel like you had their back throughout the, you know, everything, even when things are going bad and the computer isn't working, you know, gotta let them know it's okay. Um, and, then secondly was to get them to look for you as that, you know, but I mean the, the trusted advisor is, you know, one of those phrases that you hate to hear, but that's really what you want. Anytime something comes up and, you know, to the point where, you know, an, an attorney's thinking of a computer for their home, you know, and they call you, you know, you take good care of our stuff at the office. Maybe you can help, you know, recommend something for the house. That's, uh, that's what it is. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's also, you know, all the stuff that you hear about, you know, good customer service, you know, uh, try not to tell them no, even though a lot of times we have to make them feel mm-hmm. good. Um, but at the same time, thanking them for their business, you know, there's, there is so many tech companies out there now and there's so many people coming after what we have that we need to we need to thank our our clients and customers for choosing us and find reasons for them to choose us again 
every month, every year. Well, it says a lot when your business is based on word of mouth and you've grown over all these years. So good good on you. All right. Well, Ramey, thank you very much for, for these tips and for everybody that has uh, (laughs) come in on your behalf. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And uh, even my mother even my mother's here. <laughs> I didn't know who that was. I saw there was a yeah. bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, market to her either. Um but there folks is uh, if you're watching the live show you can see on the screen if you're listening by audio techmarketingengine.com is the place where you can go and Ramy and Matt will take good care of you and helping you do all things marketing related to your IT business. So that will be in the show notes for everybody. And uh, that is going to do it for this episode. And Ramey, thank you very much. We come thank to, you, uh, we come to the, the great part of the show where I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, but before we do, I want to make sure that everybody knows that again, next week, September 1st, we will be having a live giveaway show. I will have some people in the studio audience that will be helping me present the prizes, and we will have a little tech talk. It's not going to be all fun and games, so we will still have tech stuff uh, next week. And then the week after, uh, we are going to go back to, uh, let's see, I think we're back to the summer tech series where we've got two weeks of companies coming in, including a very special episode, which I am going to title cable guys after uh, Jim Carrey's cable guy show. Um, so I think that'll be a good show where we talk about those types of things. So tune in um, the next three weeks for some great shows there. All right, Matt. So we come to the part of the show where I ask you if you're willing to share a story to rival Florida man, or do you want to answer a random question? Mm, no easy one or two, huh? <laughs> Not with that. No, I'm going to go for the question. Go for the random question. Okay. So let me pull up my random question generator. Can you choose, can you choose by the grade, like fifth grade? No. No. Hmm. But this should be easy enough for you to answer. Okay. How often do you check your phone? However, oh, boy. <laughs> five minutes. Every five minutes. Yeah. That's it's, always making, it's always making noises. That's pretty good. I actually, it's, usually, it's usually Matt asking me to get him coffee, and I'm on a separate coast. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Rodella with the Rodella. jokes. All right. So we yeah. are going to be seeing you at TechCon in Chicago. Yes, Is Matt going to join us? Yep, he'll be there. All right. And then Mike Slodowski, I think I need to get him on the show. Yes, you do. You haven't had him on before? No. Oh, you should. He's got a fantastic product. I hear that. I'm not joking around. He does. Well, I know. I, I, I know a lot of people. I think a ton of people do, which is probably why I need to to have him and jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, you should have him on. I got to, you know, piss off the Datto folks every now and then. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, folks, if you are hanging with us live in the chat, we thank you for staying involved. Uh, Ramey is going to be hanging out with us after the show here, so stay with us through the video into a post-show for those of you listening by audio. Again, I thank you for downloading, subscribing, and listening to the show. I encourage you to head over to podnutspro.com, and you can listen to previous shows. Uh, in the show archive, and I probably should have done this earlier, but I wanted to do this. I needed to thank, of course, next week we are going to thank our good friends over at NetAlly. They are going to be presenting the giveaway show uh, and probably going to become a permanent affiliate or sponsor of the show after that. And then I also want to thank, we have a corporate patron John Reed over at Computers Done Right. I want to thank him for donating to the show. And if you would like to donate to the show, head over to podnutspro.com. Check out our support the show link and you can do everything from buy me a cup of coffee, give a PayPal donation, become a patron, or even shop at the Amazon store. All of that would help benefit the show, help me to pay for the streaming services and uh, continue to bring you some good content here that is going to do it we will see you next week same time same channel on behalf of my good friend ramey bell gonna say it with me ramey yep holla, holla.